Mostert evidently really hurt on that carry. And Saquon Barkley has been injured again. Nick Bosa twists awkwardly, grabs at that left knee. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton injured him. Ooh, a little bit of a limp for McCaffrey as he heads back to the Carolina bench. Cam Akers, Paris Campbell, now Drew Locke. It's going to be a long day. It's another hamstring, this time to Devontae Adams. David Montgomery, coming off of a groin injury from less than a month ago, landed like literally on his head and neck, and he tweaked his neck. Uh, Malcolm Brown suffered a finger injury for the Rams. That's why he didn't play much down the stretch. Will Fuller didn't do anything today. I think he tweaked his hamstring either in practice right before the game or early in the game. Sammy Watkins reportedly suffered a concussion, but I did not see the hit. I heard it was pretty vicious, though. I, uh, Sterling Shepard suffered a toe injury. And also, uh, CJ Uzuma tore his Achilles in the Thursday night game, unfortunately. What am I supposed to do, Tom? There has been a few injuries this last week. Uh, I am John Eddie Jr. along with Tom Tutt. A little uh, different intro for Fantasy Fuel this week. Welcome oh, back. Nice <laughs> I figured oh. a special weekend deserved a special intro. And oh. you put it best when I let you listen to it before we went on air. And you said, that's good, <laughs> but it's really sad. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> it so really sad. is so <laughs> So sad. I mean, do we even need to put on a show? I mean, that intro covered everything, um, yeah, except for much, yeah. <laughs> except for who's taking whose place and what are we going to yep. do about free agents and yep. waiver wires this week. So without further ado, let's discuss what we are calling Crimageddon. We have, <sighs> we have Bimageddon in fantasy football, and that's mm. when you don't have players for one week. Now we've got Crimageddon because, uh, wow, we've got players yeah. done for multiple weeks and the whole season. We, we've been discussing uh, with multiple people here and there. You see that IR designation next to somebody's name. And you're like, oh, God, what happened? He's, he's out for the <laughs> – no, this year it's a little different. So IR can mean three weeks right. at minimum, but <laughs> that's what most of them have been up until – this week, and let's just start off with, in any order, ones. our number one and number two's ranked running backs on the year are not uh. going to finish at number one and number two at nope. all. Uh, Saquon Barkley <laughs> tore his ACL. Done for the season. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry anybody just... that listened to my Saquon Barkley take. He didn't look great in week one, and he just screwed the pooch on week two. Oh, no. Luckily man, for me, good. I never got a high pick in any of our drafts this year, so I didn't have Saquon Barkley on any of my teams. <laughs> you know, and there was a couple times where I had pick two, pick three, whatever it was, and I took uh, Michael Thomas, which you know, so far that hasn't worked out. Nope. But it looks like in the long run, if I was going to go with Barkley <laughs> – that Michael Thomas was probably the better choice, but probably. there's still time for that to go south. Too, oh, so. yeah, we're already working <laughs> on that. But So as far as Saquon Barkley is concerned, right now we've got Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis backing him mm -hmm. up. Devonta Freeman stopped by for a visit. 
I haven't heard yes, anything about I heard him anything yet either. Um, but that's one to keep an eye on. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it, if if they sign Freeman, that means they paid him what he wants, and that's why he wasn't on a team because he was asking for too much. So yeah. if they pay him what it what they want, what he wants, he's going to be the guy. And at at that point, Deion Lewis is done. Like uh, all of them, it's just going to be Freeman for the most part. And though the first couple of weeks, there might be they might be integrating Gallman and Lewis and whatnot, but right. I'm going to assume that it's going to be Freeman. And you got to watch out for his injury stuff too, because he, he can get injured as well, especially since he hasn't been playing. So if Freeman is the guy, it's going to be him. But <laughs> I kind of, I kind of don't really know which one to go with. I like Deion Lewis. I picked him up just in case something right. like this happened in one of our leagues. And I was just like, what the heck? I got Deion Lewis now. <laughs> like, this is actually, this could be good. It could be. And I was just stashing him, you know, just just in case Saquon got hurt for a couple of weeks. I had something to replace him. But now it's almost worse that it's the whole season because now I don't feel like Deion Lewis is going to be the guy. They don't trust him to be the whole season no, guy. No, they shouldn't. A, a, a fill-in type of thing, that's fine. But I almost think that Gallman is a better replacement of Barkley than Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is, is somebody who was a compliment to Barkley, right. not something that was a replacement. So we'll see what happens. But if it's Freeman, it's gonna be it's gonna be him, in yeah. my opinion. Right now, if you're trying to put in for a waiver right now, I would have to say Gallman is the guy that will get the bulk of the load in New York, but it means assume. absolutely nothing. New York has been terrible. Yes. Daniel yep. Jones is just going to be chucking the ball because they're so far behind. So, I mean, not that Darius Slayton did anything this week, but moving forward, those wide receivers and hopefully Evan Ingram will get a little bit of a bump in fantasy value because they're not going to have a running game. And uh, even if Freeman yeah. does land there, I don't know how much I trust him. The last couple of years of Freeman have not been very successful, so not holding my breath there. Anyway, yep, yep. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is uh, out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. <laughs> and we all know about high ankle sprains. Guess who else has got a high ankle sprain? Michael Thomas. Like three mm. guys that could possibly go in the top five of fantasy drafts this year. All are either done or high ankle sprain. And this is not yep. a good situation. I don't know about you. I'm not really interested in any of the backups in Carolina. I know you messaged me earlier and said, is Mike Davis available anywhere? And I was like, eh, somebody's already well, got him. He, but eh. he, he filled in for McCaffrey quite well. And I think it's pretty clear that he's the next guy up. I don't think there's anyone else that's going to replace the production of McCaffrey. But I don't right. think there's anyone else who's going to take the role at the same time um from from mike davis i think mike davis is going to have the clear cut he's the guy whether or not he is productive i don't know i mean he was productive last last week when mccaffrey went out so i i'm rolling a dice and we'll see we'll see what happens but it could be a really good um three four five six weeks whatever it is because you know if mccaffrey's ready to go in three weeks they're going to have him out there in three weeks so at that point if you have mike davis even if he's doing well he's garbage once mccaffrey comes back there's no reason you even have him at that point point. and 
just so everybody knows, yes, Mike Davis was productive after McCaffrey left the game. He had nine touches. Eight of those were catches. He only had one yes. rush after they were gone. And it was the game was not over yet. So they yep. just passed the ball every single time down the field after McCaffrey left the game. Now, that was to the benefit of DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, yep. which oh, we've got back-to-back weeks of Robbie Anderson doing well. And if you've got with him... McCaffrey, with McCaffrey out, it's going to continue, I would assume. I mean, at this point, they got to throw the short routes. McCaffrey or Anderson's not bad at short routes. He's really good at deep routes, too. So it's like this guy right now, and it's hard for me to say it, but right at the moment, he's kind of a complete package for this team. There's nowhere else to really go. I Obviously, I, I like more. But <laughs> well, well, well. Right. Network we'll is rating with this party. Uh, thank you, Network, for showing <laughs> up. We appreciate it. We are just getting into the meat of Crimageddon. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and we were talking about Christian McCaffrey. Here we yep. go. What's going to happen? Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore are probably going to have a little bit of uptick in at least, I don't know yep. how you can have an uptick in targets. They had 13 and 10 targets, I, so they're probably it, just it, going to be the same. It, it probably be somewhat close to the same, but you got to imagine that it's not going to get worse at this point. So and that if you have, I think Robbie Anderson's probably like 60%, 70% owned in right. some leagues. So at this point, you got to go up and pick gotta him up go if get you're him. available. So on the other side of that ball, before we get to the next injury, we'll talk about a rebound performance of sorts for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady wasn't amazing, but he got the job done. Mike Evans looked good. He had early targets that put him up with a bunch of yards, and then it was just kind of whatever after that. Leonard Fournette, however, was the guy to keep the ball rolling for the Buccaneers. Why is that? You know why he was the guy? Somebody fumbled. Uh oh. And they said, Uh oh, you ain't gonna cut it. You can't be fumbling. So yeah, they gave it to Fournette and he took the rest of the load at that entire game. So it's, He did. Uh, but I have also heard that Ronald Jones is still the starter moving forward at least for week three. I, if he makes <laughs> another fumble though, man, he's it's it's not gonna look good. It's not gonna look good. No, it's but, not. But uh, talking about the Buccaneers, uh, we gotta we gotta cover the guy that I thought was gonna <laughs> gonna be good, but he ended up not doing all that good. Especially since uh, Godwin was out for the week for the for the week. We had Mike Evans who was fine, and then we had uh, the guy uh, uh, Scotty Scotty Miller. Yeah, what happened? Uh-huh. What happened? He got targeted so many times week one, and then week two is just like what what the heck. What what is this? I but, don't know. And, I, <laughs> and I, I heard a lot of people saying, "Well, I had Scotty Miller. I'm just going to drop him now. Don't drop him yet. No, don't drop Chris, him yet. Chris Godwin's going to come back, and I'm still. That's almost somebody I want to hold on to. I want to see what happens when Godwin is on the field and Mike Evans is on the field, and there's somebody just roaming right down the middle of the field. In Scotty Miller and Tom Brady says, "Well, he's open. I'm gonna throw it to him." I know how that stuff kind of works, and I know just because he has a bad game doesn't mean you have to release him. Yeah. I, I I still say hold on to him unless you've got Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley or our next person we'll talk about. 
Um, hmm. And you have to free up a spot because you're, well, if you have Saquon, you're dropping him or IR and whatever. But if you have Christian McCaffrey, you're obviously not dropping him. So right, right. Scotty Miller may have to be that one option to get you Mike Davis if that's what you're going to go after this week. But uh, I agree with Tom. I'd like to hold on to him to see yes. because he has been targeted fairly decently. And I, I just, I see good games from him. Of course, we'll yeah. probably never be able to figure out exactly which game <laughs> it's going to be, but that's okay. It's going to be during the bye weeks where you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to have to start him this week and it right. might work for you. So I would hold on to him. All right. Um, well, since we're still talking about the Buccaneers, Chris Godwin has been cleared from concussion protocol already. Yeah. So he yep. should be good to go for week three. But another wide receiver who had just came back from a injury apparently tore up his knee and uh, is done for the season. Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton, go bye-bye. Welcome home, <laughs> Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is going to be big. No offense, going to have some more targets. Yes. Um, and especially against the Jets this next week, if you're looking for a <laughs> A quick start. The Jets' defense is terrible. If we can't find a way to beat the Broncos, we're never going to win a game. But Because the Broncos aren't going to be good. They're going to have a backup quarterback, which we're going to talk about in a, in a <laughs> uh, minute or so. But it, it's just, it is really, really, really big for Jerry Judy right now. This is going to give him a lot more targets, for sure. Right. And this is just, it, at this point, he's probably rostered on, I'd say, I, I I don't have the number in front of me. It's got to be close to seventy percent. So you got to get got to go out there and pick him up right now because if he's not rostered, he's going to be rostered after this week. Yes, and the Jets just got burned hard oh, by twice. <laughs> uh, Jordan Reed, who somehow oh, yes. yeah. avoided injury when the rest of the 49ers got injured, which we'll get to in a minute. But Jordan Reed is the guy who normally gets injured, but I'm bringing his name up right now in regards to Cortland Sutton because Noah Fant could have another Mm -hmm. good game coming up. He's already scored in both of the first two weeks. He's been targeted a decent amount of times, and Jeff Driscoll, if well, if yeah. they, I believe I did hear that the Broncos were signing Blake yeah. Bortles. I don't that know if matter. that means there's, anything. There's no way, <laughs> no way they're starting him. Even if he's the better quarterback, he has no idea what he's doing right now. No. There's no chance they're starting him. It's going to be Jeff, Jeff Driscoll for sure. And Jeff Driscoll didn't look horrible. He, no, he was it wasn't bad. Fine. As far as fantasy purposes go, not that you're going to pick up Driscoll and play him, but as far as Noah Fant and Jerry Judy, they were getting their targets. Even K.J. Hamler uh, in his first game had seven targets. Uh, So I'm okay with Noah Fant going into the next week against the Jets because they are terrible at everything, but particularly bad against the tight end so far. Uh, So Noah Fant (laughs) is definitely a guy looking forward for maybe some DFS purposes. Um, yes. Devonte Adams, if you heard our intro, Ooh. uh, another hamstring, but it yes. sounds like he just came out of the game because it was well in hand. It was just precautionary. We're okay. Devonte is still apparently going to be fine for this week, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm holding my breath a little bit because we're hearing Way, way too many hamstring injuries. Way oh, too many it is injuries, just period. insane. 
The uh, amount of hamstring injuries that have, are popping up, just on the Jets team alone, being the Jets fan, following this team, it's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then you see everybody else in the league getting hamstring injuries. It's unbelievable. And I, what did I? How how many times have I said it? That is the worst injury for fantasy football purposes. Yes. An ACL tear. That's fine. I hate it, but you already know what's happening. He's yes. done for the season. Done. A hamstring injury. Oh, he he's day to day. He he might play. He might not. Uh, what? No, I don't <laughs> want that. I don't want that. So if you have somebody who you think is going to be day to day, and it's a bigger name, and I'm not saying with Devontae Adams, but maybe somebody like Julio Jones, because I don't know what's going on with him right now. Maybe you consider the trade at that point. But we can get to that a little bit later, maybe. Uh well. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, Kenny Galladay is expected to be back for week three. So some positive news. I'm trying to do this positive, negative, positive, negative thing here just, just to keep it it's from. Po- it's positive. But yet, again, that was a hamstring injury that yes. he was he was uh, hampered with. So uh, you never know when it's going to come right back. Yep. Uh, then we kind of already talked about it, but Drew Locke is done for mm-hmm. the Broncos for the team says three to five weeks right now. They may or may not put him on the IR. It looked yeah. bad, um, but it wasn't as bad as it looked apparently because that looked, I thought for sure it was going to be a collarbone the way he got slammed to the ground with his arm in a weird position. I was like, yeah, that's going to be a collarbone. And yeah. It, it yeah. might not have been the entire season, but it was definitely going to be a good amount of time. Uh, then we had... Cam Akers, who apparently separated some rib cartilage, which sounds horrible, but it says, hey, he should be okay. Like, wait, wait, what? He separated some rib cartilage. And that's exactly what I thought when I saw him get tackled. Uh, Unfortunately, the Rams crushed up on the Eagles, and we looked terrible again, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not quite as bad as the Jets have looked, but um, 0-2 is still 0-2. But anyway, uh, Cam Akers did that. Daryl Henderson actually replaced him fairly decently. Uh, Let me look. He had 12 carries for 81 yards. Of course, one of them was a 40-yarder. So he had 11 for 41, which is, you know, just about where average is. Uh, Malcolm Brown got... At least you didn't have two separate players get... One one of them an eighty yard, and then oh wait, the same guy had a, like a seventy some yard one that got called back because there was a holding penalty oh. that had nothing to do with the play, and then the next guy went off and had like a fifty some yard run, and he also got a touchdown. Is that the Jets yeah. defense was so bad? I, I, I'm done talking about. It. Let's keep let's keep going. All right. Well, I still have to talk about how bad <laughs> the Eagles were. Um, <laughs> since we're in the Rams Eagles game, uh, Miles Sanders came back and had a great game. Um, I mean, it yep. wasn't like yep. superstar level, but 95 yards and oh, a touchdown yeah. and three catches for 36 yards. That's why you drafted him at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. If he can keep doing that, great. Uh, Zach Ertz came back and didn't have as many drops as the week before. That's great. <laughs> and on the other side of the ball, Cooper Cup at least got targeted a decent amount of times, 5 for 81. And then there was Tyler Higby, who apparently the Eagles forgot how to cover tight ends too. So going forward, right now, the Eagles suck against tight ends. We gave up a touchdown <laughs> to Washington, to Logan Thomas, and we gave up three touchdowns to Tyler Higby on only five targets. So going forward, if you are streaming tight ends, 
Look at who Jets. the Eagles are playing. Eagles. Look at who the Jets are playing. <laughs> and I believe also look at who the Browns are playing. That was yes. another one. They have yes. been terrible. Mark Andrews, uh, week one. And then yep. uh, I guess we can just start talking about it right now. CJ Uzuma, he uh, mm-hmm. messed up his Achilles and he is done. But before he went out, he actually had uh, a decent amount of targets, six targets and a touchdown. And then yep. Drew Sample came in, Sample. had nine targets, seven receptions, only 45 yards. But that is a very promising a number. If you were having tight end woes or if you're streaming, check out who the Browns are playing. Check out who the Jets are playing. Check out who the Eagles are playing and see if those tight ends are available and grab them up and stick them in your lineup. Because right now, yep. those three teams are absolutely terrible against the tight end. Yeah, yep. um, Absolutely. Then we have Paris Campbell, uh, PCL injury, sidelined indefinitely. I He's done. That's got to be. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't just be like, yeah, just, this is. Just put him on an IR. It doesn't have to be a certain amount of time. Yeah, There's it's just no at way least three weeks. Back in three weeks. Yeah. I just put him on IR. I don't get that. Um, so let's take a look at the Indianapolis box score because, unfortunately, a person that – had a really good week one i mean a really mm-hmm. really good week one mm-hmm. um had one touch 28 <laughs> oh, to one 28 to one in favor of jonathan taylor hey we love jonathan taylor we are rooting for jonathan sure. taylor on this yeah. podcast he is looking <laughs> great but i would have thought niam hines would have gotten involved a little bit more I don't know what happened with three running backs. You said it earlier. With three running backs in week one, he was getting the bulk of the touches, and he scored two touchdowns. Then yep. it's down to two decent uh, running backs. Then all of a sudden, Jordan Wilkins gets nine carries for 40 yards, and Niam Hines just sits on the bench all day. I don't understand. I'm, I'm just wondering if there's something we don't know. Something within the locker room. He did something stupid, and the coach had said, you're in the doghouse this week. I don't know. The, That's what I'm hoping for. The I'm only really thing, hoping for that. only thing I can figure out just by looking at stats and highlights because that's all we have access to. I don't have access mm-hmm. to Frank Reich or any of the guys in uh, the front <laughs> office for the Colts. The only thing I can think of is because the Vikings sucked so bad Niam yeah. Hines isn't exactly a runner, and they That's could true. run the ball down their throat. Jonathan Taylor did what he did, and then Jordan Wilkins was just getting the carries because why risk it with Hines when he's your pass-catching back? You don't need this, this guy here on third downs because you're running the ball so well. So I'm hoping it was just kind of, hey, like the Ravens did in week one, they didn't need Mark Ingram. So why risk it yeah. with your yep. best running back? I mean, arguably, J.K. Dobbins could turn into the better running back even this year. But why yeah, yeah. risk your main feature back or your main guy in a certain you know uh, utility role? And hopefully they just kept him on the sideline. Because it's not like Jonathan Taylor had eight catches or anything. They didn't even need to throw right. the ball. They only had 25 yeah. attempts. And Mo Alley Cox, again, tight end. <laughs> There's a lot of off tight ends coming out this yeah. week. Apparently yeah. the Vikings suck against tight ends too. So we are watching this. I'm I'm going to say this. It's been, suck it's been two weeks entirely. after three weeks. 
Now we're going to look at trends. That's what next week after the games are done, we're going to dig into some trends and figure out if there are teams that are really bad against tight ends, maybe some teams that are getting gashed on the ground. Not that we can just pick up a running back and play him in today's fantasy football world, but we'll see some of those trends and uh, hopefully give you some more insight into some uh, matchup-based projections. Um, but yeah, the Colts just, they just manhandled the Vikings because Kirk Cousins was about as bad as I have ever seen him before. I've, that was so bad. Did he end up getting positive points in the, in one of them leagues? Because Ooh, I don't think so. Point, it, he, <laughs> he was in the negative and I'm like, what is happening yes, here? He did have a, I'll have to look that up real quick. A zero passer rating at one minute, point. You can keep going. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. he was less than 50%. He had three interceptions, was sacked three times. He had a rating of 15.9. Um, <laughs> luckily for all the Dalvin Cook owners, he was okay. He got 63 yards on the ground and a touchdown mm-hmm. and two catches for eight yards. So he was fine. He got you a double-digit, well, 14, 15 points, somewhere in there. That's great. Um, but Adam Thielen, though he had eight targets, the most yeah. on the team by far, could only haul in three catches. Now, I didn't get to see all of the throws from Cousins to Thielen, but I'm going to guess that most of these were (laughs) Cousins' fault. (laughs) Oh, sure, for sure. I mean, I got got the fantasy stats for the flag league, which was the one we reference a lot. But uh, he had 11 uh, completions. This is Mm -hmm. 11 completions. I mean, come on, some wide receivers get more than that. (laughs) But, you know, 11 completions of 26 attempts. Three interceptions, mm-hmm. only 113 yards, and his fantasy production in that league was negative .15 points oh, out of your boy. quarterback. That hurts. Your quarterback's supposed to get you like a, a 20 points. That's like the minimum you're happy with. But when you get negative points, how do you win with that? You probably don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, usually when you get injured over and over again on your team, usually that spells out for a loss. But that team that got injured multiple ways played against the New York Jets this week, Mm -hmm. and it didn't Mm -hmm. matter who was on the field. They were going to win. I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo somehow was considered week to week. He's probably not going to play this coming week. So we'll have some more Nick Mullins. Okay. <laughs> um, but even with that, Jordan Reed was still viable. And oh, then yeah. we had Raheem Mostert, an MCL sprain, more than likely at least out this week. I'm actually surprised it wasn't worse than that. And then. Well, when I, I was watching, because I'm watching a game, and I was watching him go off the field, and he was jogging off the field. So I was like, okay. well, it doesn't seem like it's too serious. But when he didn't come back out right. for the second half, I was like, okay, maybe we maybe we can stop them. We can still <laughs> score some points, and that didn't work. So yeah, we, no. Yeah. And then there's Tevin Coleman, who after I heard the Raheem Mostert news in the flag league, I have Tevin Coleman on that team. I was like, oh, great. Well, he's <laughs> expected to miss multiple weeks as well. Yep. And then on the defensive <laughs> side of that ball, you heard it in our intro, Nick Bosa, that yep. one hurts the most. And Solomon Thomas, too. And but I don't Solomon know how Thomas, Thomas yeah. is out. But yep. that was just an all-around. And here's the deal. The 49ers are going back to that same stadium this coming week because they're playing (laughs) against the Giants on the road again. And that stadium and that turf apparently is not a good match 
for Oof. teams that don't normally play on that surface. So I'm going to be super curious about what's going to happen in that stadium next week. Not that there's a lot of fantasy players you're going to be you know, putting in your lineup from the 49ers upcoming. Um, Jarek McKinnon, there's a, a running back pickup. If he didn't get picked up last week, you're going to have to go and get him this week. Uh, for sure he's gonna have he's gonna have some some good he's gonna get all, all of the running back all of it shares so There's nobody else is gonna take it from him. more than likely he's going to get hurt next week uh, <laughs> i mean just just think about this for a, one second years past we were always worried about injuries out of jordan reed and even Jarek yep. mckinnon when he took over the role in minnesota we were like oh he's finally got the path to the starting job he's gonna get a bunch of carries and he keeps coming up limping and he's out here and out there and the same with jordan reed he was an elite tight end for washington and then he got hurt all the time and then he was basically out of the league and then he came back and he looks amazing so the two guys that we have worried more and more and more about getting injured were the two that stayed healthy for the san francisco 49ers against the new york jets so take that for what you will, but uh, I'm not going to hold my breath for him next week. But if, even if George Kittle is on the field, I'm I'm sensing some decent things for Jordan Reed as long as he does stay healthy. All right, then. Yeah, it's possible. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just I'm you're cutting out a little bit. I don't know if it's my connection or not, but it is possible that Reed does have something even if Kittle's back on the field. Uh but that's gonna be it's it's I don't know if I go with Jordan Reed if Kittle's playing still. It gets kinda iffy on that point. But um I don't know who you were gonna talk about next, but if we're talking about hamstrings, I kinda wanna talk about Will Fuller. Oh yeah, let's talk about Will Fuller <laughs> because we were just this is so- waiting for it to happen. <laughs> I don't care how bad the the injury is. I really don't. I'm done with him. At this point, I'm just trading him away. Yep. Just trade him. He had a great week one, and that was because he was a PPR guy week one. He didn't even get that long bomb for a touchdown. And before, I, I, like a, in our intro, it didn't say if it was the very first part of the game or if it was pregame warm-ups or whatever. All of a sudden, he's just gone, and no more Will Fuller. Yep. And you could tell that something was wrong because the Houston Texans <laughs> for two games in a row did not look good. I mean, Deshaun Watson is getting okay points, but not probably for where you drafted him. No, I mean, not at all. 275 um, yards and a touchdown is not what you're hoping when you take Deshaun Watson in like the fifth round. You know who else had a good week one and then didn't? At all in week two? Mm, who is that? Sammy the Watkins. Oh, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> you mean week one hero to weeks two through 17 zero? Is that the guy you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Sammy that Watkins. Guy. I'm still holding on to him in the one league I have. <laughs> I'm not going to start him, but I I need to see at least a back-to-back good weeks. And once I see that, maybe I'll consider playing him at that point. Maybe. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, well, we'll go through some other decent um, plays, and then we'll get into what we 
hope will happen in the coming weeks. Uh, and if we missed any injuries, I'm sure we'll uh, pepper them in throughout. Um, the one game that I am still just flabbergasted about, I was watching uh, the end of this game, and I just I could not believe my eyes because it was an offensive show out for both teams, Falcons and Cowboys. Though Julio Jeez, didn't do thanks. much, Calvin Ridley has now scored. What what was the? Uh, he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns since 2018 with 21 touchdowns in 31 games. Julio mm-hmm. Jones has 21 touchdowns in his past. 61 games and we all know Julio <laughs> never gets into the end zone for whatever reason. I don't understand yeah. how you can have a six, six yeah. receiver and not have as many touchdowns as Calvin Ridley has somehow Calvin Ridley yeah. gets open in the end zone end zone and Matt Ryan finds him. That's great. But what I wanted to get to, which I kind of wanted to put in the injury intro, because this is just an injury to your soul. If you're a Falcons fan watching your <laughs> idiot players, go for an onside kick and let the ball keep rolling. Like, how do you not know as a football player that if you're the receiving team to an onside (laughs) kick, you can grab the ball whenever they just kept letting it roll. (laughs) It looked like they were all hypnotized because it was spinning. Like you would see (laughs) it. Maybe that's young way. Ku's thing. Maybe he's like, that's that gold (laughs) pocket watch in the level. You are getting very sleepy. It was, it almost looked like they were watching it spin. Dude, look at that spin. That's what it's amazing, man. How did he do? Oh, wait, I gotta go for the ball. (laughs) It's so sad. It, and it, the, the the Cowboys did not deserve to win that game no. at all. At I, all. I saw them but, coming back, and I was like, it's okay. It's okay. They're still down by enough points. I mean, this is me talking as an Eagles right. fan. Please, right, right, just, right. just get the game over with, Atlanta. Please, just get it over with. How many times <laughs> are you going to let a team come back on you? I mean, you've already got the Patriots 28-3. to yeah. three. Yep. We're going to be talking about this one, and unfortunately – a guy who did well in the game, I believe, was one of the guys staring at the ball. A guy who I was talking up all off season, Hayden Hurst, who had a pretty yeah. good game. Yes, he was he, one yeah, of those guys taking a stroll and staring at a spinning ball. Because <laughs> he had eight I targets. Mean, eight what, targets and a touchdown. I, That's what we if, were talking about. Are they just not practicing these onside kicks anymore because it's just really difficult for the other team to get them, and they just figure they're going to get it? Is that what's happening? Like, oh, we're not going to waste our time on onside kicks because uh, it's just we're going to get it. It's fine. Uh, yeah. It, that, I mean, it's a, it is a completely different type of onside kick, one that we've never seen before. Right. And I don't know whether or not that was by design or it was just a pure accident, but <laughs> it, it was so it, weird to watch it because I'm just – Watching the replay, I didn't really see it live, so I ended up okay. watching the replay of it, and I'm just like, "What are they? Doing? What is happening here?" It made, you're just watching it. You could have just fell on it, yep. fall on it. I mean, but if you're that scared of like kicking the ball around because you went for it before you were ready, I I don't know. There's no excuse <laughs> in my book for them <laughs> to do what they did. Only in 2020. Yeah, 2020. Injuries, Here we go. All these injuries, that's 2020. <laughs> 2020! 
Oh, there's one Why? other guy we got to talk about because he's had two decent weeks in a row, too, for the Falcons. Wide receiver Russell Gage, yeah. who I was yep. I was half mocking one of our friends of the show about having Russell Gage on his team. And I was <laughs> like, you know, you're never going to put him in for the right week. Well, so far, if you put him in week one or two, you were right. You got decent yeah. points out of him. So yep. if you're hurting that wide receiver and somehow he's still on the waiver wire, I guess go and grab Russell Gage. Those wide receivers are they're, they're just cleaning up in Atlanta right now, you know, except for Julio every week. But maybe we're yeah, back I, I for – I want to say some about Julio real quick. Okay. I, I don't know a whole bunch about his little injury, but his hamstring injury, but I do want to just say what he said about it. Okay. Um, they asked him and he said that he still feels it and it does affect him a little bit. And it's like, well, if it's only a little bit, why didn't you do so bad? But if, if, if somebody is seeing that headline and they're saying it's affecting you, affecting him and they're, they're thinking, I don't want Julio Jones anymore. Take a gander. Take a gander. Trade for him if you can. Yeah. And I, I think it's still going to be worth it. He's not. It's Julio Jones. If he has a terrible week or a terrible year, I mean, then so be it. I mean, you just got really unlucky at that point. But I think Julio's still going to have a fantastic year. They're going to throw the ball a ton because their defense is oh, it's, it's really bad. It's Like the bad. Jets defense is bad. The Falcons defense is just as bad or worse. It's really bad. They, they need... They need to throw the ball as much as they possibly can. And luckily, they're good at that. So they can still right. win games. The Jets can't throw the ball. So that doesn't work for them. But <laughs> yeah, Julio Jones is going to be fine. Go pick him up if you can from somebody who's scared. You know, trade him. They're willing to trade him away for a little bit less. I mean, you're still going to have to pay for him. They're not dumb. Julio Jones is a high profile player, but you might be able to get something. Uh, you might not have to give as much up right. for him like you would have uh, in normal situations. And on the other side of that ball, it was pretty much business as usual for offensive numbers-wise. Dak Prescott went off for 450 yards Shit. but only threw one touchdown. But guess what? He ran in for three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So he's taking points away from everybody. Yep. Unless you had Dak Prescott, Zeke was okay. C.D. Lamb actually led the team in yards in the air, just beating out Amari Cooper. And guess what? There's another tight end we need to talk about. Dalton <laughs> Schultz had 10 targets, led the Cowboys in targets, nine catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Another one to keep your eye on. Apparently, yeah. he is yep. a little bit more athletic than Blake Jarwin or something. Um, he was getting open more than Jarwin has in the past. Uh, Got to do something to deserve 10 targets. And Zeke even caught yeah, six absolutely. balls. Not much for yardage, but, I mean, it was business as usual for the Cowboys offense, even though they deserved to lose that game because they had four fumbles in the first quarter alone and still was mm -hmm. able to come mm -hmm. back. Um Let's move on. We'll We'll talk about the AFC East matchup that – was probably doomed from the beginning, but there's some different things we can talk about. The Bills and the Dolphins. Now, yep. last week, week yep. one, we finally got that monkey off Josh Allen's back. He's never had a 300-yard game in his career. <laughs> oh, he can't do it. He's inaccurate. Something's going on. He's not. He was having a terrible preseason. Um, well, guess what? We here at Fantasy Fuel didn't buy into mm. any of that. 
Mm-hmm. And I've been a fanboy of Josh Allen since he was a rookie, and apparently Tom has overtaken me by a smidge this year and ranked him slightly I higher am. on our rankings. But Josh Allen has been absolutely insane amazing. Yep. Yes, yep. it's been against the Jets and the Dolphins. Yep. But in week two, Josh Allen throws for 417 <laughs> yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, only needed to run the ball four times for 18 yards, and that yeah. is just insane. I have a stat here. Josh Allen's um, performance marks only the second time in Bill's history that a quarterback has thrown for four-plus touchdowns and 415 or more yards. Joe Ferguson was the only other one to do it against the Dolphins in 1983. So Jim Kelly never even did that for the Buffalo Bills. And guess what? 700-plus passing yards, six-plus touchdowns, no interceptions in the first two weeks of the season. Do you know how many people have done that and what their names are? I do, but I'll let you know. Okay, I'll all right. You, uh, <laughs> there has only been four players, including Josh Allen, in the history of the game to do this. Peyton Manning, Good Tom company. Brady, and Patrick Mahomes are the only other three to do it. So It doesn't get much <laughs> better of company. Right? It I doesn't. Mean, that is insane. <laughs> Again, it's the Jets and the Dolphins, so I'm not overreacting right. here. But I had him ranked. As my number three, everybody else has him way lower than that, except for maybe you. Yep, four. Every (laughs) other place you go to, he is like the 12th guy or so, somewhere around there. Yeah. I had him at number three. Nobody else, nobody's saying that. Again, I said the same thing for um, uh, Lamar Jackson last year. Right. I thought he was going to be fantastic. And here we go again, Josh Allen, right now, the number two overall uh, quarterback in the NFL, and if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, oh, yes. he'd be number one. Russell Wilson has been crazy good. Who is my number three quarterback on the season, yeah. and <laughs> yes. uh, Josh Allen yeah. is my number four. So uh, if it weren't for Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, just you can't put him anywhere but number one or number two exactly. after the last couple yep. of years. Like if, if it weren't for them, those would have been my top two ranked quarterbacks i think yeah um, i hear you uh, let's see well on the other side of that ball uh well Devontae parker came back off of a little bit of a bang up and he did fine uh but the yep. player we need yep. to talk about on the dolphins is mike gasicki here uh, we go i mean we kind of said it there's a chance that he could blow up this year and this was big this was this big week. through two weeks he's lined up slot or wide on 92 percent of his snaps this is not a blocking tight end folks he's run a route on 63 of fitzpatrick's 86 dropbacks Mm -hmm. and has a team high 20.7 percent target share 11 for 160 and one despite facing New England and Buffalo who have Stefan Gilmore and yeah. uh, Tredavious White and just all around good defenses not saying that those guys are lining up but if he is winding up lining up wide there's going to be a cornerback on him so it's a yeah. mismatch in one way and man it, Mike Gesicki so far is looking damn good there is a still a chance that he might not be uh, uh, he might not be on a team anymore. <laughs> that is very There's true. Still a chance of that happening. So if he if they he's still available, go pick him up right now. Yep. I mean what what you just 
read off there is everything you need to see. It, you, you don't need to see. And if he has a bad week three, who cares? Still have him. I mean, because they're going to use him right now. And it, the, I want to see what happens when Fitzgerald or Fitzgerald. I did it and you did you it. We both did it. it. Fitzpatrick. When, Fitz, <laughs> when, when Fitzmagic, I'll just say that. That's easier to, to understand. But when he isn't the quarterback, I want to see exactly what happens there. But right now he's still the quarterback. So we'll see. But this, this, I don't think they're changing the philosophy with Gasicki right now. Nope. I don't think they need to. They're going to keep doing what they do. And the Dolphins are going to be bad, so him lining up means they're going to have a lot more targets to throw around because until, and it's not like Fitzpatrick was bad. He threw for 328 yards and two touchdowns, which I think got us more points than Aaron Rodgers in our podcast league. So thankfully we had him to (laughs) offset some of Aaron Rodgers' lower stats this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's not like Fitzpatrick is doing so bad that they're like, oh man, we're going to have to go to Tua. No, I don't think they have to go to Tua yet, but even if he does, I think Gasicki will still be a good play. All right, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, Well, there was uh, a late game, uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs, which, man, the Chiefs did not look very good, and Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert almost led the Chargers to victory over Patrick Mahomes and she's in his first career start. And why did Justin Herbert start? Because apparently Terod Taylor had chest pains. <laughs> I don't know this, what it means. It felt like to it, me. Now they say he's still the starting quarterback. I, I'll let you talk in a sec. I have to get something out because they say Terod Taylor is still the starting quarterback because Herbert still has some things to work on. There's a reason he's a backup, but, it felt like they started him, and as soon as I heard chest pains, I heard, I heard, did they break Terod Taylor's heart by letting Justin <laughs> Herbert start? I know. It was terrible. I had to get it out there before it was off my mind, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I heard that they injected him with something in his to, to make the, the pain go away or something like that, and he did not react well to it. And so I think that's exactly why he ended up going to the hospital and, and all that. So um, apparently he's okay, but I don't know whether okay. or not he's going to be okay to start. He has to, they said that he has to be 100% for him to start. But they do say that he is still the starter at the moment. And I have to make a huge, ginormous correction. Uh-oh. And I have to go back and go to the Jets show and, <laughs> and maybe re-record it. Because oh, no. I, when I was looking at the, the next game available, I completely missed the Colts. Oh. That's who we play next week. It's not the Broncos. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a, I, I got to make a huge correction. Oh, boy. Not on this show, not just on this show, but on the Jets show as well. That, okay. I, I can't believe I messed that up. All right. Well, I, we're on the topic of the Chargers. We have to talk about it. Trod Taylor week one was a quarterback. Austin Eckler had like no targets. None of the running backs had, I think they might've had one target, maybe two total as a team. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Cause when Herbert came in, I'm looking, uh, it looks like they had like eight targets to running backs, uh, maybe nine, something like that. And even Josh Kelly had a decent amount of touches and carries and yards. Uh, Austin Eckler, he ended up getting four targets for 55 yards. That's what you're looking for if you drafted Austin Eckler early. 
though I don't think he's going to be worth that second and third round pick that people were taking him in because the Chargers team is just not that good. Even yeah. though Herbert looked okay in his first, I mean, he made some rookie mistakes like he is going to, but that Chargers defense held the Chiefs down for some reason. And again, going into week two, everybody's like, oh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I was a genius drafting him in the first <laughs> round. While you still got some points out of him, he had to get most of it as far as receptions went because he had six catches, but he only had 70 total yards rushing and receiving. So it was like a 13-point day. That's not what yeah. you're looking yep. at for a top five to seven pick. Oh, for sure. But now, I want to go back to uh, Herbert a little bit there because if you are a Keenan Allen owner, owner you want Herbert to be the starter because Terod was not targeting Keenan Allen like nearly as much as Herbert was. It's going to be a lot better if Justin Herbert's the starter. Nice. Yep, that is about it. Uh, all right, what do we got here? Uh, we talked about Moelle Cox. We talked about Leonard Fournette. Yep. Oh, well, we, we touched on Russell Wilson, but my yeah, yeah. goodness, did he mm-hmm. show up. And it? I think the game was not as close as it looked. I didn't watch it from first snap to last snap, but it felt like the Seahawks kind of had control of this game. And Russell Wilson oh, yeah. threw five touchdowns to five different receivers. So if you played anybody on the Seahawks, you probably got a decent amount of points. Uh, Chris Carson had a better day on the ground this week and then got another receiving touchdown. I think he has three uh, three touchdowns total, two of them through the air, which is not what yeah. you're expecting out of Chris Carson. Uh, DK, he did his no. thing. Tyler Lockett did his thing. Yep. Even David yep. Moore and then Freddie Swain. Uh, I'm thinking we're probably not rushing out the waiver wire to get <laughs> Freddie Swain, but that's okay. He did fine. Julian Edelman finally showed up. Yeah. Nikhil Harry had 12 targets, uh, only eight catches for 72 yards. That's more than I expect out of Nikhil Harry. Yeah, yeah. And then Cam Newton on the ground again. Two more touchdowns yeah. on 11 carries for 47 yards. So. Could have had Newton. another one too. Yeah, he could have the right was, at the end of the game. That one looked like it just was doomed from the start. Like they knew yeah, that's they, exactly what they were there. gonna do. Why are you trying that exact play that they have done <laughs> so many times already in two games? But it's pretty clear to me that that's the plan. Right. I mean, they're <laughs> going to get him in the end zone, and if that's the case, he is extremely valuable in fantasy football. So Cam Newton, probably not available at all right now in any of your leagues. But at this point, if you have him, you're probably starting him. Yes, and then we had the Monday night game last night. Raiders and Saints. I know you're upset. Uh, A lot of people are upset. Unless you had Alvin Kamara, there was nobody worth having on the Saints because I know people were playing Emmanuel Sanders, and he had one catch for 18 yards, far from the six points, the lowly six points that Tom needed to win (laughs) in a league, and he couldn't even get that out of Emmanuel Sanders. I thought that was a lock. I thought he'd have to get hurt for for me not. I mean, there's no Michael Thomas. You gotta go somewhere, right, Drew Brees? <laughs> you Drew Brees go didn't, somewhere. He didn't look right. 
Drew Brees did not look right. Something I don't know if it's if he's just getting older and age is catching up to him or what, but it's the last the first week didn't look good. This week didn't really look good. They scored a bunch of point, points week one. Right. But it just doesn't look like the same Drew Brees that everybody seems to remember. And I'm I'm hoping for some kind of bounce back because I do have Michael Thomas. <laughs> right. And I need him to come back. So I need Drew Brees to be able to get him the ball. Uh, it it, it didn't it doesn't look like the old team the old Saints that we used to. Nope. Uh, but on the other side of that game, the Las Vegas Raiders playing their yeah. first game in their new stadium with zero fans in attendance. Not even their owner was in attendance for this game. Actually, put on a clinic. It was close for a while, and then they closed the game out which is something they haven't been doing for the last couple of years. Josh Jacobs didn't have an amazing week, too. He had (laughs) three catches, 17 yards, and 88. So he had 100 yards uh, in in total. But who's this guy? Um, Darren Darren Waller? (laughs) Holy crap. I know he's a PPR monster. And then he got a late touchdown to make it worth even more. But my Mm -hmm. goodness, Darren Waller has seen... 45.7% 45.7% of the Raiders' targets in Week 2. Almost half of the targets That's in that game of. went to Waller. Nobody else even needed to be on the field. Brian Edwards no. caught both of his targets. Hunter Renfro caught all three of his targets. Josh Jacobs caught all three of his targets. But they were for hardly any yards, and it was just Waller, <laughs> Waller, 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 Waller. And then, who scored a touchdown for the Raiders? I saw the name on the back of the jersey, and I was like, Jones, Jones, Jones. What Who? What Jones to the Raiders? Oh, my God, Zay Jones is still in the NFL, and he scored a touchdown. I just literally dropped him in a dynasty league I had this week before the game. And Zay Jones, a guy that we have been rooting for to get better oh and gosh. get back in the league, he got one catch for 15 yards. And a touchdown. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you had Derek Carr, you had a good week. But unless you had Darren Waller, yes. there was nobody else worth really having on the Vegas Raiders who, who's, this week. Who's starting? Who's starting Derek Carr though? Like, and, unless still, it's super flex, it yeah. What, it doesn't matter what happened in the past. You're still thinking about oh, Derek Carr. And no. Yeah. So most likely you didn't start him, and you didn't get the points. Exactly. Okay, um, I guess we'll just go into next week because um, mm-hmm. we are going to we're going to have a lot of decisions to make in this upcoming week, and where, of course, I don't have <laughs> a schedule. My goodness, week three, I had that up and then accidentally went and clicked on something else. Okay, we got a barn burner for Thursday night. Uh, the <laughs> Dolphins and the Jaguars. Uh, why? <laughs> I don't understand why Thursday night has to be so bad all the time. All the time. All Except the time. for the very first game of the season, which doesn't count week, as a Thursday week night Week one football. is always great. Everybody's like, oh, week one, yeah, Thursday night. And then it gets garbage. Every single week, it seems like there's this. It's either a, a two really bad teams that you don't want to watch, or one bad team and a really good team that's like, well, and what's the point of watching this? Like, it's just never a good matchup. Uh, I will say though, uh, did plug and play James Robinson. 
That guy oh, yeah, is for sure. <laughs> the guy yeah. in Jacksonville and against Miami. He could be a really good play. But if you yep. had James Robinson on your team, you were probably playing him in a flex or RB2 because you had issues at running back already. Mm. You drafted James Robinson or you picked him off off of waivers before week one. So great. Gardner Minshew has actually been looking fairly yeah. good. Uh, DJ yeah. Chark has not been getting targeted, but the targets he's getting, he is producing with. So I yeah. assume that when the season rolls on, he'll probably start getting targeted more and more. So there's maybe another buy low candidate right now. And That's true. I mean, that That's is, true. that is a possibility. On the other hand, we already talked about Mike Gesicki. Get him into your lineup unless you've got no other option because you've got uh, Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz or somebody and you just can't take him out of your lineup. I understand. But if you can get Gasicki into your lineup, I think that would be a wise gotta decision. got to fit him in somewhere. you got to. Uh, let's uh, go to Chicago at Atlanta. This is an interesting oh matchup. I know it sounds bad just on its face. It's Mitch Trubisky versus Matt Ryan. Uh, Chicago is a weird team because they came back in week one against the Lions after Desmond Trufant went out. Yeah. And Atlanta has lost two games and they scored a bunch of points. So mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect here. Uh, like you heard in our intro, David Montgomery landed on his head, but everything seems to be fine. Yeah, he's he's probably a little yep. sore, but apparently he is okay. So he should get the bulk of the carries again. Allen Robinson, we still don't know what's going on with him. They just signed <laughs> Tariq Cohen to a Neil deal, but did not give Allen Robinson a new deal yet. It's really strange. Yes. It's really strange. Tariq Cohen is what? He plays not even 50% of the snaps, and they're giving him a new deal, and it's it's a pretty good deal from what I remember yes. looking at it the, uh, the, the other day. I'm just like, what the heck is this? And you got Allen Robinson is your best wide receiver. <laughs> you don't even want to talk to him about it? What's happening? Oh, uh, no wonder he wants to be traded. But I, I, I just, in this game, realistically, the the Chicago Bears are going to have to score a ton of points to win this game. More Not saying likely. they can't because the Falcons' defense is terrible. Yes. But they have to score a ton of points. And I don't know if I can trust Trubisky to give me that many points. <laughs> yeah, not putting a whole lot of money on that one. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of the games that I am really looking forward to seeing is Jared Goff versus Josh Allen. It's in Buffalo, so I like the Bills better. I mean, I probably would have picked the Bills anyway, but this could be a pretty good game. Or if the Buffalo Bills are for real, and it wasn't just because it was the Jets and the Dolphins week one and two, and Josh Allen scores a bunch of points again, and that Buffalo defense is for real, we may see the old Jared Goff that we're used to. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know what we're going to see at running back. Cam Akers probably not going to play this week. Um, yeah. Drill Henderson and Malcolm Brown and Tyler Higby it, it, probably will not really be as successful. One of them? Yeah. Uh, Tyler Higby probably not be as successful versus Buffalo, but we'll see. Um, you can't not put him in your lineup if you got him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, another it's this could be another bad game one way or the other. Washington football game at the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> this could be 
a very, very sad game because we've all seen Dwayne Haskins. He is not the answer still in Washington. We've all seen Baker Mayfield go up, down, up, down, up, down. It was not his doing that they won the game uh, against the Bengals. (laughs) It was all Chubb and all Kareem Hunt. Yes, Baker Mayfield was fine, but he still wasn't an elite quarterback for any reason. So, I would say fire up your running backs in this game uh, for Cleveland. Uh, OBJ finally had a decent game. You're not benching him. Jarvis Landry, that's starting to be a question. Do you have to have him in your lineup? If if you're in a deep league like I am and I have him, I have to start him. There's nobody else I can start over him at this point. But, yeah, I'm starting him. He's still going to be somebody. He's going to get you some receptions. That's really all you're looking for in a in a deeper league. But it, you're probably not starting him in a regular league right now. Then we've got Tennessee at Minnesota. The Vikings come home to see. Good. <laughs> this, uh, I don't even know what to think about the Vikings right now. That was so bad to where was... I just feel like the Titans are going to just roll all over them. Maybe like this is going to be defense isn't good. This, so you know that the Titans are going to score points and can Kirk cousins keep up with that at this point? It was so bad. I don't know, man. It was just the Vikings at the beginning of the year for a lot of people were the favorites to win this division. And right now they look like the, they're going to lose the division to, it, to every single one of to them. To every single team in that division. Maybe every not the Lions. Lions aren't very the good Lions either, can but still beat them. They still <laughs> probably could. You are right. Uh, <laughs> Titans, on the other hand, um, another player I wish I would have been on on Sunday morning. I Not that he did amazing, but I'm thinking in DFS he probably wouldn't have been too expensive. was Corey Davis this last week. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I was at work, and I did not have find time to get any DFS lineups, but he was one yeah. I was looking at, Jonu Smith, obviously. This is apparently 2020 is the year of the tight end because they are just going <laughs> insane. Jonu Smith, four catches off five targets for two touchdowns. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. And the person I dropped Zay Jones for was Adam Humphreys, even though I didn't get him in the lineup. <laughs> he had five catches and a touchdown, so that would have been a fine play. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, we they are playing against Minnesota, and other than Dalvin Cook, you, you got to play Adam Thielen still. You, you, you got to give him Thielen. another week. He's getting the targets. He, he's get, Yeah, that's the point. <sighs> uh, maybe this is the week that Derrick Henry really rolls. And maybe he's a little cheaper in DFS this coming week. We'll figure that out. I will be here on Sunday again. Uh, if Tom can join me, he will join me. If not, uh, it'll be me again. We'll see. No biggie. <laughs> One of us will be here no matter what. But we'll we'll take a look at those DFS salaries and see if Derrick Henry is a little bit on the cheaper side because I might just have to go with him this coming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got <laughs> Raiders at New England. Somehow that... Could be a good game. It could be a really good game. It could be high scoring for sure. I, I, this, I, I think Cam Newton is going to be a better fantasy quarterback than we all realized because I, he's just he's he's out there playing to get it. He's out he there is. playing to get it, and I think that the team might be better than we realized because of Cam Newton. If it wasn't Cam Newton, if they didn't sign him, I don't think that team's anything. Cam oh, Newton no. is the reason the team is successful right now. He is targeting uh, 
the not just uh, Edelman, he's targeting uh, Harry as well. We already kind of right. discussed this, but that there is a reason the Patriots are doing well, and it's not because they had some garbage quarterback. Cam Newton is back to where he was when we when we saw him getting fantasy points out the wazoo. He is really back to where I remember him. So he's running for these touchdowns. He's throwing a, a good amount of yardage. Yes. So this guy is really, really, really valuable right now in fantasy football. Now, you say right now, and I've got to qualify right that, because yep. I think the Patriots as a team – will not be able to continue being as successful as they have these past two weeks if they can't get a normal running game involved somehow. If it's just Cam Newton getting the rushing yards, good teams are going to be able to stop that, and then they're going to make Cam Newton beat him through the air. And we've seen that in the past. Besides his MVP season, he's never been the best at getting it done through the right. air if they're stopping him on the ground. But so, right now he is yes. throwing bullets. Right now, and get him in your lineup. Are, I don't care who they're playing. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, here's the thing with the Patriots, too, because they just lost to a game that they probably, I mean, could have. I'm not going to say should have won, but they definitely could have won that game. It matter of a couple feet. Right. And they're playing against the Raiders, who could 100% beat them. And they could, they could be one and two. And... You're thinking they're still a really good team, and if the if the Bills win their game, they're going to be behind the eight ball for sure. So it's going to be really difficult for for the Patriots at that point if they're one and two, and the Bills are three and zero to yes. sit there and say we still have a chance to do this because it's a, it's an uphill battle at that point. <laughs> I gotta say, because my Eagles suck so bad already this year, and because I've been a fanboy of Josh Allen. I don't feel completely lost as far as rooting for a team goes because I'm <laughs> I'm pretty much just jumping right over onto that Bills bandwagon as long as Josh Allen is there. But uh, I know that's much to the dismay of yourself because that uh, division is still basically two teams and it is still mm-hmm. not the Jets. But we'll get there. Uh, San Francisco <laughs> at New York. We alluded to it earlier. That is San Francisco coming back to that same stadium for two weeks in a row right after they had about 472 injuries in that game. We don't know who's going to be on the field. <laughs> it, we, we're talking Jared yeah. McKinnon and Jordan Reed. Maybe Kittle comes back. Nick Mullins at quarterback. I don't know what that's going to do for Kittle. Um, then you've got the Giants <laughs> who we said maybe Devonta Freeman, but even if he comes in, is he going to be the guy you got Wayne Gallman, you got Deion Lewis. Do you take a chance on any of these guys? They're probably yep. both going to be bumped up a little bit in DFS. I'm not really on much of New York at all, but at the same time, I'm not really on much of San Francisco either. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting because uh, San Francisco, the only guy that I would be on as far as running backs is McKinnon, obviously. Right. He's the only one that's going to be there. But uh, it's hard to say Gallman. It's hard to say Lewis. And it might not even be either one of nope. them like we already discussed. So it's hard to put either one of them in your lineup unless they come out and say he is the guy this week. And if that's the case, you can put him in. But it's still a risk. So right. I don't know. Uh, two more early games, which is a lot less than what last week was. Like almost all of the games were early games last week. So it, yeah, was, it was just crazy. mass chaos with all the injuries. And because there was so many <laughs> games going on. We uh, have Cincinnati at Philadelphia. 
uh, Cincinnati's not exactly a great defense, so maybe this is the week Carson Wentz finally gets back things on track. Miles Sanders mm-hmm. is a must-play. Joe Mixon should be fine. Uh, we let a bunch of yards on the ground to the Rams last week, and it wasn't even Cam Akers. So Joe Mixon should be fine. And Philadelphia has just been kind of whatever. So if you've been playing guys from Cincinnati, keep on playing them, even though A.J. Green had 13 targets and only three receptions last week, and Joe Burrow threw the ball 61 times. That's insane. I would think that eventually either that's going to catch up to Burrow, and if he's playing from behind and throwing that much, the Eagles' defense could be a sneaky play if – he has to throw that much. I, I'm, I'm not saying anything one way or another, just throwing out a theory. <laughs> but what did you say about the Eagles' defense in the tight end situation? They suck against the tight end so far, so Drew Sample could Drew be a Sample. very sneaky play this week, especially <laughs> for DFS. Again, we will talk more this weekend and on Sunday morning before we go to the noon games. Uh, then we have the last early game is Houston and Pittsburgh. I have almost no trust in Houston right now. Even no. David Johnson wasn't very good this last week, so no, not great. But Pittsburgh, but not great. Pittsburgh's defense has looked great. The wide receivers looked amazing this last yeah, week. That one's Chase Claypool man. had a hell of a catch on a deep ball from Roethlisberger, and that <laughs> got Roethlisberger pumped. Juju had a <laughs> decent amount of targets, so he was fine. Um, Deontay Johnson had a good game. James Washington yeah, still the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking pretty legit right now. So I, I am okay with playing anybody from Pittsburgh against Houston this week. Yeah. 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 And, the, the, I don't trust Houston at all. I mean, Will Fuller, I, the, the, I mean, the, what did they, what did they do? Yeah. They got rid of the best. They got rid of the best wide receiver in the league. Now, they're not using the um, can't the David Johnson the way that I thought they would. I thought they're just going to run, 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 run. If they have to pass, they do. It's just not. It's not working for them. I thought they're going to try and control the ball a little more and still have that ability with Watson to to make that big play. But it's not working. It's not working for them. And I don't. I don't know what to think about any of those wide receivers. I can't even trust it. Obviously, Will Fuller, nope. I'm done with him for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. I'm not touching him. I am not touching him. I'm fading everybody on Houston as far as DFS yeah, you goes. you have to. You uh, have to. Then we got our late games. Uh, like you corrected yourself earlier, the Jets at the Colts. <laughs> uh, this could be another one almost exactly like the Colts' last game where we yeah. don't see Niam Hines because the Jets are so bad that – Jonathan Taylor is going to run all over them, and Jordan Wilkins will get the cleanup work. I I want to be wrong because Niam Hines looks so good in Week One, but right now I well, got to say, probably don't put him in your lineup this week. Here's the thing: I, I, it's a fifty-fifty thing for me. I don't really know. I mean, obviously, how the Jets are going to prepare for this game, but the if Jonathan Taylor is running outside of the pocket, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. But if he's going up the middle, we can stop that. But it's the outside ones that we cannot stop. And that was extremely clear last week against the 49ers. So if that's the case, Jonathan Taylor's your guy. And I'm assuming they're going to do that. They're just going to watch the tape and they're going to say, 
they're extremely weak on the outside run game <laughs> and because we there was there was four or five different yeah. times where they had big gains not just you know there was a couple 20 yard ones or whatever and we had oh this one's the one that bothered me we had a a third and 30 <laughs> i forgot to bring and that they one ran up the ball they <laughs> ran the ball and they picked it up yeah not I mean, only this, that but just, they got 55 yards on a third and it's 31 stupid it's stupid. I saw that but play. That, I saw the title. I was like, wait, what happened? And I was like, okay, <laughs> this had to be some weird thing that happened. And I looked, and it was just a run, cut back up the middle, busted to the outside, and there was nobody there to stop him. I like, nope. I'm, I'm looking at this play, and I, I'm seeing it, and it's going, and it's going, and it's going. And I was like, oh, there's the yellow line, finally, after like yep. eight <laughs> seconds. I was like, he's just now getting to the first down marker, and then he goes 20 yards past that. Oh, that was one of the worst things that I have ever seen in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's yep. it's the new butt fumble for the Jets is third and 31, <laughs> and you pick up 55 yards. Nothing will replace the butt no, fumble. No, That won't. is going to be the, the biggest infamous thing we've ever had because it's so stupid. It, that's, that is so dumb. We'll forget about the third and 31. Eventually. We weren't a good team. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the, the Packers in fourth and 26, right. which you're going to remember for of your course. entire life. Yes, I will. But everybody <laughs> remembers that. Uh, it, we aren't a good team. We weren't in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. So and we'll I, forget about it. I think it goes without saying, but we're pretty much fading everybody on the Jets offense too right now. Fantasy football. It, there's only one. There's only well, There's a couple guys. Now you got you got to hold off a second. If if Crowder's playing and they say he's healthy, That's he's a true in my opinion. If Crowder's not playing, if Perryman's not playing, and if Mims isn't playing, which he's not going to play, yeah. um, obviously. But if all three of them aren't playing, I'm starting Chris Hogan. He had a lot of yeah, targets that is because true. he's fine. He he got hurt, but he's fine. He's going to play this next week. He had a lot of targets, and he's 100% going to get the same amount of targets this week. Um, I'm not starting Braxton Berrios, even though he got six receptions this last week. That's not happening. I don't trust in Braxton Berrios as our <laughs> second wide receiver on the team. Mm. So, yeah, um, as a Jets fan, it's pretty hard to watch. But I will I will start Chris Hogan if none of the other wide receivers are playing. And if Crowder's playing, I'm, I'm 100% starting him. You do have to be somewhat desperate if you're going to try and get Chris Hogan in your lineup, though. You gotta have not many. I'm options. telling you <laughs> that if that's that's the only guy he was targeting until he went out, and then it was Bra- okay. Braxton Berrios. It was that's it. All right. <laughs> well, we'll revisit this on Sunday morning when DFS comes out and gives us all the salaries. Dude, uh, Chris Hogan's gonna be cheap. He He's probably be will cheap. be. That's why I, you know, in mm-hmm. one of those, I'm definitely gonna be considering it. Uh, yes. However, in the Carolina and Chargers game, uh, there's not a whole lot I really like in this game because we don't know 100% who the Chargers quarterback is going to be. We know yeah. Christian McCaffrey's out. Yeah. I suppose you're not going to bench DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson has been fine. So yeah. we, we'll look at DFS on him and see where his price is. And then on the Charger side of the ball, I'm still playing Hunter Henry. He's been fine no matter who the quarterback has been. He hasn't gotten a touchdown yet, but he's been getting enough targets, receptions, and yards. Keenan Allen, it's hard to take him out of the lineup. 
Austin Eckler, obviously, you're leaving in. Josh Kelly's an interesting one. Maybe that's who somebody you can get if you lost Christian McCaffrey yeah. or lost Saquon Barkley. Josh Kelly is a possible replacement. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> in see the price of uh, Mike Davis. If the price is really low, it might be worth it. If you can, you know, save money on some of the sure. bigger names. Uh, you know, obviously, I wouldn't want him to be the guy I'm counting on, but if I can get another big name out there, I think there's a possibility Mike Davis gives you a good 20 points this week, and that's really all you'd be asking for right. if he's cheap enough. But if they're going to boost his, his yeah. salary up because of Christian McCaffrey, then it's going to be a difficult uh, sell to me. So I'm gonna, I'd, I'd pass at that point. But if he's still a good price, it's worth a shot. Uh, and I wasn't ignoring chat. But we have somebody asking. <laughs> he says he's thinking of picking up the Bucks defense against Denver, and that sounds like a pretty legit thing to do. Yeah, um, yep. the Tampa Bay defense isn't bad, and obviously Denver is going to be without Drew Locke, although they were yep. okay with Jeff Driscoll. But they are going to be without Cortland Sutton for good. Yep. So Philip Philip Lindsay's still out, still out. So yep. it's it's an interesting decision. I could see that being a good play um i'm we'll revisit that one again on sunday as well because we'll have to see 100 percent like who they've been trusting if they're gonna go with driscoll if they say they're gonna put blake bortles in there for some reason you know what i am putting the buccaneers defense in there against blake bortles <laughs> um a couple more games we've got detroit at arizona that could be a high-scoring game. It's not like Arizona's defense has been amazing, but Detroit hasn't been amazing either. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me look at Detroit. They, they scored 21 points against the Packers. It was just kind of a so-so week. This week, Carrion Johnson got the touchdown. So guess what? Yeah. Matt Patricia, yeah. former Patriot, over on the lines, is now playing that running back carousel. You can't yep. trust any running nope. back. Uh, and then the receivers were just not good. There was a couple of touchdowns to go around, but there was not a lot of yards for receivers. TJ Hawkinson was fine at four for 62, and DeAndre Swift got catches and yards. Quintus Cephas had 54 yards, but he had seven less targets than the week before, so still don't know what to take from that one. Right. So yeah. I guess, you know, obviously I would be picking Arizona in this game uh just for nfl team picking purposes and <laughs> yeah you, you're you're playing your normal guys uh then we got dallas at seattle that could be an offensive shootout yet yep. again yep. between the seahawks and cowboys i mean i don't really have to say anything those you know who's playing you're playing yeah. everybody yep. on both of those teams including possibly no, I, dalton schultz this week I would hesitate to play. Uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. I had it. I literally just had it. Um, Cowboys wide receiver can't think. Michael of Gallup. His. Gallup. I would hesitate to play Michael Gallup because it, it, he he's somebody that's not performing the way you would. I thought he would. I moved him up my rankings because. Yeah. I thought he was going to take a step up, and then you know other players are going to come down on that team. But he's not taking the step up I thought he would. So I would hesitate to play him. I'd still hold on to him if you have him. Sure, I'm not dropping him at this point. But it's kind of hard to play Michael Gallup right now. 
Then we have Sunday night, Green Bay at New Orleans. We will probably Man, be without that... Michael Thomas again. So this yeah. could be another just Packers romp, though. Monte Adams, we're not 100% sure of. But, oh, my goodness, He's we didn't playing. even give the props to Aaron Jones in the original portion of this show. He went Berserk. Aaron yeah, Jones. I still have him in one of the dynasty leagues. So I was grateful that he did what he did. 168 yards and two touchdowns on the ground and another four catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. This guy has more 40 point games at running back than almost <laughs> anybody in the league in the past like five years, I think it was. Uh, even Christian McCaffrey hasn't scored that many 40 right. plus point games. Yeah. He just gets 25 and 30 every single week. And Aaron Jones just, he goes nuts when he goes nuts. Even Jamal Williams had 63 yards on the ground. So I could see the Packers just completely and utterly demolishing the Saints if they still don't put it together without another wide receiver that does anything. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I have to take back the A.J. Dillon stuff that I was talking about weeks <laughs> back. I, I think Aaron Jones is the real deal. Um, it, it's it, They're obviously not using A.J. Dillon the way we thought. I mean, they drafted him early. We thought well, there's got to be a reason for that. Apparently not. Apparently not. So Aaron Jones, still the guy. I mean, he's going to get the touchdowns too. It's not just the yards and all that. He's still going to get the, I'm going to say about the same amount of touchdowns <laughs> that he got last year, which was an insane amount. I mean, it's crazy the, it is. The, how down I was on him, and now I'm right back to where I was. <laughs> so Hey, he just it, needed Aaron to get Jones on the field and prove it again because, wow, there you go. And it's not like Aaron Rodgers is doing badly. He, he just didn't have to yeah, do anything yeah. in the second half of this game when the Lions just disappeared. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, we could have an insanely offensive matchup on Monday night. Chiefs versus Ravens. Here it is. Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Miller. This could be just a touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, or they will completely shut each other down. It'll be a <laughs> 10 to 7 game, and everybody will be disappointed from top to bottom, whether you got Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, whether you got either of the quarterbacks, whether you got Hollywood Brown or Tyreek Hill. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between these two teams, and there's a lot of offensive firepower to be had. Yeah. You're not taking any of these guys out of your lineup. Um, me, I will be glad to watch so i can see how they utilize both mark ingram and jk dobbins i haven't gotten a chance yeah. to look at the ravens a yeah. lot in depth yet so i will be looking forward to see that run game and just looking forward to the game in general because it's it's going to be a fun one to watch it's going to be fun to watch for sure yeah definitely fun to watch um yeah i just i something something in me says <laughs> the chiefs are not going to win this game okay i think i think I think Jackson's going to run all over them, and they're not going to know how to handle it. I mean, we've got to remember the Chiefs' defense is not that great. So I think it's not – they're not horrible. I'm not saying they're right. bad. But they're not that great to where I don't think they can handle Jackson and Ingram and Dobbins and the firepower that Jackson can have at times. So obviously Mahomes can throw anything. <laughs> I mean, he's he's one of the best – he if not the best quarterback in the league right now. And so I – 
it could be a Mahomes game, but what I saw last week out of Mahomes and the Chiefs didn't really give me the inclination that they are fully prepared to go against a team that has a running quarterback like this. And yep. I think that's just kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then, you know, if they can't contain Lamar Jackson, I think it will be a very large portion of yards on the ground, no matter who it is for the Ravens, whether it be Mark yes, Ingram or J.K. Dobbins <laughs> and Lamar Jackson. If they can't stop Lamar Jackson on the ground, that just means they're going to be getting chunks of yards down the field. And anybody that touches the ball, not in the air on uh, Baltimore, could end up in the end zone or with a bunch of yards. But that doesn't mean that the Chiefs can't get a bunch of yards in exactly. the fourth quarter and come back. I mean, even if they're down by 20 points in the fourth quarter, I'm not counting them out. Patrick Mahomes has done these things before, oh, yeah. down by yep. 20 <laughs> points to the Texans last year in the playoffs. We, we all thought, oh, this is it. Yeah, they can't do it. Oh, wait, never mind. I was wrong. Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl ring, so I'm never counting him out ever again. <laughs> All yep. right, we have now put in our almost hour and a half like we do during the regular season. <laughs> uh, so that means we are going to head on out again. You will see at least one of us, if not both of us, this coming Sunday morning for some last-minute start and sits and some injury updates. Not that we really want to talk about injuries much more, uh. but we're going to have to do it. Actives, inactives, an hour and a half before game time. All that good stuff, and we'll make some DFS lineups with you again. So please don't forget to check us out on Sunday mornings before the games. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching on Twitch. Uh, go check us out on Twitch if you haven't and you're in podcast land at twitch.tv slash fantasyfuel. Uh, we do more than just the fantasy football content on there from time to time. So it's it, you can have a relaxed, game, fun-filled night every once in a while, too. But, of course, <laughs> we will always be live on Sunday morning. So please come check us out, and let's pray that we don't have another Crimageddon in Week oh. 3. <laughs>